Does it sound familiar? Do you think that they've been planning this for more than a couple days? What's next? Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. They already took your free speech. They already muzzled you. The wealthy got super wealthy. This is not about freedom or personal choice. And the average everyday American, the affirmative task we have now, uh, create a new world order, got used as a pawn in their sick little game. I'm telling you right now, you're a slave. You want to know what the biggest problem is in our country? You're an inconvenience to all of these people. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman. And I'm Jake Freyho. Hey, we got a lot to go over today. We had an amazing event last night. And um, I'm sitting here looking at a little cat. I wish I could show you guys the cat. I told you he's a cat guy. Uh, your daughter put that there yesterday. Cat guy. I don't. I, I gotta take a picture of it and send it to you guys so you can you can look at the thing that's actually um, looking at me. It's staring at me right now, and it's kind of freaky. It's gonna totally distract me. Oh, it's supposed to focus you. Let's see. Yeah. Look at the camera. The cat's above uh, the camera. Yeah. No, it's it's not. Saying, it's, Joe, look over here. Joe, pay attention. It is literally above the. Joe, don't squirrel. All right, I'm squirreling. Um, but we had a great event last night. Yesterday, uh, for those of you that don't know, we um, had a protest at the Capitol. And there was, a, there was about 1,000 people that showed up, which was pretty awesome. Um, it filled all of the stairs to listen to Tina Peters and Mike Lindell and Sharona Bishop talk about the election being stolen. Now, I need you to know this, and so hit the share button because I, wanna, I really want to talk about this part because I, I put this out on Telegram as well. And that is we are 100% going to do an entire event on Eric Coomer. I'm going to walk through it because Eric Coomer and his little band of idiots are literally running around. <laughs> they, they, they dropped a lawsuit on Mike Lindell yesterday. And in the lawsuit was Joe Oltman, Joe Oltman, Joe Oltman. And it was such, it was, it was filled with such lies. Like the entire complaint was filled with such lies that it's hard to even, to even stomach it. But that's what the left does. That's what that piece of trash Eric Coomer does. Our number one bullshit guy. Our number one bullshit guy. <laughs> so it's going to be like a 24-hour Kumathon? I, I, can't, I can't hear it, though. Oh, nice, nice. Um, yeah, so we're going to do it. And we're probably going to spend two hours. I'm going to walk through every small step. I'm going to talk about his time over in Mongolia. I'm going to talk about, and, and see, there's so much more that has to come out about him. And I was going to hold a lot of it. My attorney's like, hey, listen, don't talk about that stuff. We're going to get through the anti-slap. We know that the Antifa judge is not going to do the right thing, that she's nothing but a piece of trash. I, I personally, th that, that judge, I, trash, trash. Just the exact example of how the judiciary is completely compromised with this radical leftist communist socialist ideology. You know, the one that the judge that marched in the Antifa rally in June of 2020. Yeah, marched in that and then sat on this deal saying, hey, you got to tell us who the Antifa guy is that, that got you on that call. But we're going we're gonna to run through all of it. I'm going to run through a ton of stuff about Eric Coomer. You know, the Eric Coomer that that wrote stuff about his uh, um, wife at the time, who divorced him, wife at the time, about how he peed on her and made her bark like a dog and sexually assaulted her 
Yeah, that guy, the one that has, you know, uh, the Church of Satan's favorite artist tattoo of, on, his, on his arm. The, the one that is a drug addict, the one that, is, that literally showed his sociopathy, his psychopath. I think it's, uh, he's a psychopath. Um, in running into a building, lying to the police four times. Now, we can also talk about the fact that the police up in Salida are literally complicit. The DA is complicit. The, I, don't even know how, I don't even know how a guy can it, literally commit a felony. And they walk it back for him. Somebody called his attorney. His attorney shows up. The attorney negotiates with the police, which, which that's not their job. Their job is to, has a crime been committed? A crime was committed not once, twice, three, four times. He lied to the police, said, I don't even know what you're talking about. Nope, I didn't hit a building. Not that I know of. Nope, didn't hit a building. They negotiate with him. He finally tells the truth, but won't look at him when he's telling the truth. And he gets a $200 fine. By the way, there is no white privilege. It's piece of trash, leftist radical privilege. That's the privilege that you have out there. That's the privilege. The privilege is that they take care of this little globalist cabal group of people. Because any one of you, and man, if you, if you were black and did that, what would happen to you? You ran into a building, you lied, Man, they would have charged you with a DUI. They would have, char- they would have thrown the book at you. So we're going we're gonna to have a nice, long special. Because since the radical left is writing all these articles that are untrue about me, man, one thing is, is that we're just going to start talking about them. We're going to write articles about the, the uh, Antifa journalists. We're going to have an entire special on Eric Coomer. We're going to talk about Eric Coomer all the way through it. We're going to, I'm going to bring up all of the evidence that we have about Eric Coomer. We're going to talk again about his social post and the fact that he said he didn't have a Twitter account, but he did. We're going to talk about all of it. But yesterday, he sued Mike Lindell for associating with me. I kid you not, it was a love fest of Joe Oltman and the entire document for Mike Lindell. Now, here's why they do this. They do this because they're like, let's just isolate Joe Oltman. There's too many people listening to Joe Oltman. So we've got to make sure that we keep him quiet. So if we can get everyone away from him, then maybe no one, maybe he'll just go away. I'm not going to go away. I'm not going to stop speaking truth. See, there's this, there's this problem that they have. And I, and I wasn't going to go into this diatribe, but I'm, I'm actually going to go into it. <laughs> no, go for it. It's better than coffee. The, the entire, literally, if you look at the timeline, I talked about that call in October. And I didn't know Jack, sorry, Mr. Producer, about Eric Coomer until that call. And I didn't even remember. It wasn't even on my, I wasn't even looking for him. I was looking for Antifa journalist. But no, my notes, no, nah, he's got nothing to corroborate because he didn't record it. Frankly, I just wanted to be able to attack journalists that are pieces of trash, that are lying every day, like Sean Beadle, the pedophile teacher that got fired and now walks around at all the events. Yeah, that one. Or the other one, Machbach. Yeah, the other Antifa little crap bag that can't tell the truth, that has a fixation on me. Yeah, that one. Or Kyle Clark. Oh, he didn't show up yesterday. I guess he got the news that I was going to be there, and he's like, "Uh, yeah. I don't really want to see Joe. 
Yeah, I was looking at that dude. That who? Who's that dude that stalks you? Sean Beadle. Yeah, her. Yeah, him. It um, was uh, just hammering every 15 seconds like joe oldman stepped left okay now joe oldman's drinking coffee joe <laughs> oldman's now looking at letters with mike lindell I'm like i've you never i've never seen a journal like that's what like, i'd like to know how much she gets he gets paid for i mean what is quite possibly the most atrocious yeah. definition of journalism all right so it, it is it's terrible it's not even journalism but journalism has become everything's been turned on its head yeah but the event was amazing and the event that happened before that, they had a cyber symposium before that, where they showed all the evidence. Now, here's the thing. Find me the video on Channel 9, if you would, please, of the county clerks and recorders saying that show us the evidence. It's time to put up or shut up. This is two days ago. Two days before it. Channel 9 News knows that all they are are fake-ass news people. They are the number one bullshit guy. Play it. Play it. Play the number one bullshit guy. This is oh, you news. see this guy? See this guy? <laughs> Number one bullshit guy. Number one he do the wee woo wee the woo, woo, woo because woo. he have to go in front of the traffic. Look what I do. <laughs> Twenty two and he do wee woo wee woo. <laughs> okay, take it down. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm trying to find it. You you have to see this. So Mike Lindell, let me just kind of preface this. Is one of the greatest men that I have ever met. He is absolutely amazing. He is an amazing man. You will never get me to step away from Mike Lindell, ever. His story is amazing, from crack addict to he runs this big company to standing up for the American people with zero benefit to Mike Lindell. Zero benefit. But they come out two days before this protest that we have at the Capitol in Denver, and I show up, and there's a lot of people there. And um, I thought what was really interesting is that I, I came out on stage just to take a video of people, and I started waving, and everybody started, raw. I was like, oh, they actually know who I am. Uh, so, it, but it was, it was amazing because everyone that showed up, it, it wasn't, there were Democrats there, Republicans there, lots of people there. But two days before, Channel 9 comes out and says, and it does a video with all the county clerks and recorder and Matt Crane, the, uh, the guy that's with the County Clerks and Recorders Association, and they stand up there and they go, it's time for the conspiracy theorists to put up or shut up. They either show us all the evidence or they need to move on. Okay? So I put something out there that says, all right, we're getting somewhere. Let's sit down and we'll show you the evidence. And by the way, here's the three reports, but it's not just the three reports. We have massive amounts of evidence in Colorado. Massive. Massive. And we have affidavits and we got all sorts of other stuff that points into the machines. See, they pointed into the machines in Antrim County. They pointed in the machines in Maricopa County. They pointed in the machines in Georgia. They pointed in the machines in Colorado. Dominion Voting Systems is a fraudulent, is a fraudulent company. And they have built an entire cabal around the elections to take away the, your voice. And then they lie. They get on the media and they lie. They lie about everything. They haven't told us the truth about one thing. But now they're telling the truth. Now they're telling the truth. So did you find the video, Mr. I, Producer? I could not find it. There was like a 28-minute one. It's not 28 minutes. The one on YouTube. We I'm just, sorry. yeah. You found it? No, I put it, inside of the, I put it inside the Slack channel before. Oh. That, so you'll be able to see it. But the, 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 the big thing about... 
this is that we went back to him and said, okay, let's have a talk. And Matt Crane, yesterday, his response was, the time for debate is over. The discussion is over. <laughs> I'm like, you piece of trash. You get on and you do this bandstanding on Channel 9 News saying that you want to see the evidence, but you don't want to see the evidence because you're a fraud. These are grown men. They're grown. I mean, Heidi, Sean, all these are grown men. I don't have my That idea. have no. All right. I mean, they're children. They're children, liars, and losers through and through. All right. So I got to do an ad read for one of our sponsors. This, this podcast sponsored by IP Vanish. If you're fired, tired of feeling like someone's always watching on the internet, that's me, by the way, if you're wondering. Uh, maybe advertisers know a bit too much about you or concerned about your privacy of your identity. Using incognito mode won't always solve the problem. IPVanish's VPN is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. IPVanish helps, IP helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties, such as hackers, your ISB, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all your data is encrypted. It means that your private details, passwords, communications, uh, will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes it virtually impossible for anyone to see you. You are nearly invisible. Um, IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off your yearly plan for the listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. It's easy to use. All you do is tap one button. You're instantly protected. You won't know it's even on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash daily and use promo code daily and claim your 70% savings. So I want to show you guys something if I can really quick, just because I, I think this is kind of important. Um, so you have to use the, the slash daily when you go to sign up for it. But when you're in it, it actually tells you, regardless of where you are, I don't know if you can see that. Can you guys see that? You can't see that, can you, Mr. Producer? Can't get close enough? Uh, it's not going to let you see it. So it literally tells you what kind of data could be share, shared and what is being um, shielded inside the app itself. It's pretty cool. Uh, maybe at some point we can put that up. All right. So we had the event yesterday. Mike gets on stage. The crowd goes wild. The, he addressed the fake media. You know, at first they wanted to keep him from him. But he's like, you guys are liars. You're nothing but liars. You're nothing but liars, and everything that you say is a lie. And so he didn't give him much, and they were frustrated. You saw him really frustrated. He's like, we have the evidence. We have the reports. Have you read the report? Somebody asked a stupid question. He goes, that's a stupid question from a stupid journalist. Next question. Because that's how you have to treat trash. You have to treat them as they are. They're liars. They're here to deceive and destroy the American way of life and, and the people in it. They're here to hurt Americans. And so why, why, why give them anything other than the truth about who they are? Make them go home and want to jump off a building. Because literally they, they serve no value. They're the evil of our society. So we leave there and we go to an event. And it was a private event. It was an event for Tina and Mike to speak at. And uh, I think there was about 120 people there last night. That's a good crowd. Yeah. And uh, we ate, and Mike told some stories that I thought were amazing. But there's two things about Mike that everyone needs to know. Number one, he is super authentic. 
Like everything Mike does is just authentic. He's just, and I feel like I'm at a, a my pillow commercial. <laughs> but he talked about the fact that, you know, he's been doing the unpopular thing since 2016 or 2017. He also talked about his walk with faith and faith and when he was actually saved. And that he, he wore a cross and he didn't understand the he didn't understand the significance of truly giving his life over to Jesus. He didn't understand it. And so he talks about the day in February of 2017 where he was truly saved. And it was significant for him because he, he, could, he could talk about the Bible and he'd talk about the Bible, but he didn't truly understand the significance of what he was saying to people. And he told stories about how, um, he, I, I don't even know if he wants me to tell this story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. He told stories about how he would go meet with his friends at bars and they would, you know, do a line of cocaine and he'd be talking to them about the Bible and then uh, he would talk to them about that and then his friend would f- quit cold turkey and, and one of his friends like, you're, you're actually ruining it for us. <laughs> We're losing friends because they're, they're literally giving their life to Jesus. And he, he said it wasn't until he truly came to the conclusion that, that he was in a, in a bad way that he saw, he really understood what it meant to give his life to Jesus. He would talk about it, but it wasn't until that moment that he truly understood it and what that commitment looked like. So, so I, f- I found the video. You did? It's, uh, Mr. Priest, it's A0. Where they're saying show the evidence or or not. Can you see it in the drive? Alrighty. Alright, go ahead and play that. Ready? Okay, we're almost there. Dead space. A- Can't have a, dead a space. zero. A zero. Yeah. All right. All right. We're stalling. We begin tonight with a strong message from Colorado's county clerks. They say put up or shut up. Well, they're fighting back against what some call the big lie, the conspiracy theory of widespread voter fraud in the 2020 election. And these county clerks tell Denver 7's Christian Lopez the danger it's causing is real. Ahead of scheduled rallies from election deniers here at the state capitol this upcoming week, a group of bipartisan county clerks from all across the state came together today asking for them to bring them proof of election fraud or stop making these claims. I want to counter just a few of the false claims about elections that we have that we're hearing here in Colorado. First, it is false to claim that thousands of dead people voted. All voting systems are properly certified. During a press conference Sunday morning, a bipartisan group of Colorado County Clerk officials said they've endured two years of false claims from conspiracy theorists and election deniers. They're calling for the individuals behind these allegations to provide evidence to law enforcement. The biggest message is, you know, again, we are putting in this demand that they are acting in good faith, that they do come and bring us not just the reports, Carly but Copes everything, all right of the now. data that they analyze, all of the affidavits that they have, anything and everything, bring it to us and we will make sure and give it its fair due uh, in an investigation. Among the speakers, Weld County Clerk Carly Coppice, a Republican, and Denver County Clerk Paul Lopez, a Democrat. They say these claims have subjected them to increasing hostility and even threats. For example, Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold is asking the state for $120,000 to hire private security. There's been some of us that have had to 
enhance our security in our elections offices, add glass, add more security protocols. Some of us have had to work with our local PD or our sheriff's departments and even with the FBI uh, because of just the level of intensity that we have faced. They've also had to spend thousands of hours answering questions right, about down. these claims from the public. The information has been provided to law enforcement. It's been given to the DA. And you know what the DA has done with it? Nothing. They've done nothing with it. We've proved over and over and over again that they violated nearly every election law. We just did it on Pennsylvania. We talked about Maricopa County. We had the guy in that came in and did an analysis and said 25,000 ballots literally are not the fraudulent ballots. But Jenna Griswold came out and said there will be no audits and no one can look at the system other than Dominion Voting Systems, the fraudulent system that has defrauded the voice of the American people, or her. The, guy that, the, the girl that is actually funded by George Soros. So please tell me in all that how you, the American people, are going to get a fair shake. I want to know. I want to know. It's a clown show. These people are trash. They're absolute trash. And they want to get mad because, hey, Joe keeps calling us trash. Joe keeps, he's an election denier. No, I am literally standing against the most evil part of our society. Them. Look what they have done to our country. Look what they have done to the world. And they're out there talking about it, trying to normalize it. Look at what Harari said. Look at what Klaus Schwab said. Look at what George Soros says. Look at what the evil of our society says and does. And by the way, let's just play a couple videos if we can, please. I don't know where those videos are, but uh, I want to play the video of the event. The event that yesterday Biden had with with uh, oh, Obama. Obama. Oh, yeah, no, we, we, we got everything lined up. So, yeah, the puppet master is back. It's the title of this episode. And somehow five years later, he's the he's the big man on the stage. Uh, so if, if we recall, uh, he, there was a time where he was interviewed by Colbert about running the th for a third term. It's interesting because George Washington set the precedent and spoke very uh, firmly on, on the matter of a president not taking more than two terms. That's when he retired. It's when he went back to Mount Vernon, even though all of his constituents wanted him to run for a third so, term. So, so I know we want to talk about the third term and his comments on third term. But I really want to hit this first. I want to hit A6 first, which is the, the actual video of Biden literally being ignored. So let's start with A6, and then we'll go to A7. Just A6. A6 is actually a photo. Yeah, we'll go A7, then A8. All right, perfect. Biden is shaking hands with the people. Oh, what it gets stress. worse. Go to A8. Nobody is literally paying attention to Biden at all. Everybody's talking to Obama and Kamala. President, vice president. That's what they're trying to lay up there. He's looking for attention. He's just like, hey, hey, hey. Obama. Like put his hand, he put his hand on Obama's shoulder, and Obama's ignoring him. That's the president of the United States. Is trying to get attention in a room. 
You can't make this stuff up. This is the reality. That piece of trash got 81 million votes? Really? We got one more, too. All right, let's play it. Look at these people. None of them. I mean, they're, they're, they look like they're 90 years old, falling apart, meandering around, and they have no relation to anything that we're dealing with. It is, it is a country within itself in a country that they are robbing. It, it, you know, by the way, Chris is in the comments, and he said that uh, I tried to bring evidence of the fraud by Sequoia voting system in 2007, and no one cared. This is the reality behind the leadership. The leadership is trying to gaslight everything. But what we have right now is much more dangerous than I think any of you could even imagine. Much more dangerous. Actually, it's, it's past dangerous. Well, let's go to A1, uh, Mr. Producer. This was a, an interview in late 2020 with Stephen Colbert as, as everything was unfolding. Now we start to see the pieces add up. A1, please. Look at something going on in the news and go, you know what the situation needs? Little <laughs> <Still> Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've said this before. I, 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 uh, pe people would ask me, knowing what you know now, do you wish like you had a, sec a, a third term? Um, and I, I used to say, you know what? If, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm -hmm. looking through the stuff and then I could sort of deliver the lines but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony wow. I, I'd be fine with that and and here's another one at a2 of Obama saying he'd win a third term with these fraudulent machines I have to also say that Africa's democratic progress is also at risk when leaders refuse to step aside when their terms end <laughs> Now, now, let me be honest with you. I do not understand this. I am in my second term. It has been an extraordinary privilege for me to serve as the President of the United States. I cannot imagine a greater honor or a more interesting job. I love my work. But under our Constitution, I cannot run again. I can't run again. I actually think I'm a pretty good president. I think if I ran, I could win. But I can't. All right, good. Take it down. What, what is really, I think, important about what you're seeing is that they literally have created a shadow government behind a bumbling idiot. They have stolen your voice. They have done so, and they're not apologizing for it. So now they're just, they're just gaslighting everything by saying, fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news. The mainstream media is pushing it forward, pushing it forward, and pushing it forward. The more evidence that comes out, the worse it gets. Wisconsin is by far the worst. And yet they're gaslighting the fact that 50 or 60% of the, of the counties 
in Wisconsin are calling for decertification. And they have the handlers that are coming into Wisconsin. They have the, and by the way, do you know who is stepping in the way of decertification in Arizona, Wisconsin, Georgia, Pennsylvania? Do you know who's stepping in the way of that? I want you to be really clear on who is stepping in the way of actual decertification because of fraudulent evidence of the machines. And a Perkins Cooey? No, Republicans. The devil can put on, it, it, it goes back, the wolf in sheep's clothing. The, the devil himself can come into a good environment, act like it's good. Remember, the greatest lie the devil ever told is that he doesn't exist. And they're walking around, and what are they talking about now? God doesn't exist. What does Harari say? The yeah. fact that Jesus will ever walk is, is total nonsense. By the way, there are scientists, there are scholars that have done research all the way back including all the things that were done, all the miracles that were done by Jesus. This guy walks out on the stage, is the Yuval Noah Harari, walks out on stage and says, ah, yeah, Jesus is, it's all fake. It's, made, it's a make-believe because he is the devil. He represents the evil of our society. But it's easy for the evil to infiltrate the Republican Party. It's really easy because all they have to do is lie. And what do they do? They're liars. The things that's holding up the, the the thing that is holding up decertification in those states are Republicans, traitors to the nation. They've seen the evidence, and they're ignoring it. They're ignoring it. That is what happens when you offer people money and power, and say, "Listen, we will continue to get you elected, and even if we don't decide that you're the one that gets selected, we'll make sure you have a job doing something else where you can make lots of money." That's what's happening in our country right now. That's what's happening. So they're setting the stage. You know, they, they're, they're, the disaster that's unfolding, Biden family about to go down, Hillary getting fined by the FEC, incriminating her in the whole Russia collusion hoax, Durham doubling down, unsealing indictments, uh, uh, filings late last night on the matter. So they need the distraction. And the distraction is they got everything that, transcended 2020 and the fraudulent election got them where they needed it might have been sloppy it might have been a catastrophe the consequences fall on us doesn't really matter to them and then now now they now they make their move and i i really think that move is that in the next few months biden's gone harris is president and she brings on obama as vice president and that that is the hope and change uh, narrative that they will will try to run out on this to distract from everything else that's going on. You see Title 42 just uh, is set to expire in May, which will send six figures of illegal migrants across the border. Everything that's unfolding. Our, our country's under attack. And by the way, once the enemy's already here, what are you going to do with it? If the borders are open, if the borders are open, and, and I'm calling on the states, I'm calling on Texas, Arizona, Nevada, New Mexico, I'm calling on you to finish the wall and to tell the federal government to go stick it in their This is our country. This is our country. We have a right to be secure in our country. You couldn't do this in any other country in the world, and they are literally opening up our country to destroy it. And we sit back and say, oh, we got to wait. We got to wait. Wait for what? Wait for what? What exactly are we waiting for? 
waiting for, for Trump to come save us? Nobody's coming to save us. This is the final inning. We have to save ourselves. And by the way, it's playing out exactly how they wanted it to play out. Everybody's like, oh, no, we're winning right now. No, we, we have to do what they don't expect us to do. We have to do the exact opposite of what they expect us to do. We have to stand together, get in the gap, and do what Mike Lindell is doing. We don't, we're allowing trash and evil. Evil has no power if we don't give it power. It doesn't have power. Pedophiles don't have power if we decide to hold them accountable for being pedophiles. It's, you got to make a decision. You got to make a decision on what's important. What, what is important to you as we walk this path? What's important? And I think that the thing that you'll find is that the things that are important right now is that we need to preserve this country for future generations. And that's going to take a little bit of elbow grease. So the logic behind Title 42 was it was a Trump-era initiative to prevent asylum seekers from, you know, getting free and clear admission into the country under a national health issue. So it actually... For for it not being an immigration policy, it was actually a health policy initiative. It did more to stop immigrants coming into the country than anything border or policy or immigration policy related. And so here we have this rhetoric coming out of Fauci saying, you know, new new variants are coming. You know, you need to still wear your mask, fourth booster, this. So the idea that the policy is irrelevant now and they're going to let it expire at the end of May defeats the whole narrative that COVID is still very much a real threat and you need to obey and you need to wear your mask and get your boosters. So it's bold-faced lies to everyone. And, well, most likely it's because they need these people to come across the border so they can give them access to vote. Well, that's, that's not the, the voting is not the way to... I don't think it has anything to do with voting. It has nothing to do with voting. It has to do with destroying the fiber of our nation. See, I'll talk about the, the piece of trash that runs Twitter, right? I'm not going to apologize, guys. I'm not going to apologize. And you say, we, you dehumanize them. No, they dehumanize us. They stifle speech. They, they, they want us to not have an opinion. They want to cancel Americans. 75 million people, 78 million people voted for President Trump. That's, a, that's an actual fact. They want to dehumanize those 78 million. So I'm not going to let trash, I'm not going to let evil, I'm not going to let the devil himself come in and just say, look, I'm not going to, I'm just, we don't need a First Amendment because that's what the, what's his name? Patel? Pagel? Pasal? Pagal. Oh, uh, Pagal. Uh, Agarwal. Yeah. That's what he said. He said, we don't need to, to, to pay any attention to the First Amendment. But let me, let me actually tell you who this guy is. He's not an American. He's an Indian. He's not an American. And he's sitting here telling Americans that we don't have to be concerned with the First Amendment. Look it up, people. He's not an American. He's not. He's a national, foreign national. He's a naturalized. I don't even, he hasn't gotten his citizenship. Spent his entire life in India. Probably an EB-5. Here's a CEO of an American company telling us that you don't have a voice. They're going to stifle your voice, and he's not even an American. 
he doesn't understand the significance of the First Amendment. So when we start talking about when we start talking about the things that we're dealing with in our nation, we have foreigners in our country that are trying to tell us how we should live as Americans. And by leaving the border open, that's why they're doing it. Leave it open, get all these people to come in, destroy the fiber, destroy the culture, the ethos, the soul of a nation. Spit on the graves of those people that came before. Antifa? You think those Antifites? You think those are three generations, four generation people? No. No, they were planted here in the United States. They're first generation. They've never lost anything. There's no culture to them. They don't care about America. This is actually his quote. Our role is not to be bound by the First Amendment, but our role is to serve a healthy public conversation and to focus less on thinking about free speech, but thinking about how the times have changed. The times have not changed. And, and if you go further into that, he also says that they should be able to say, because people have more access to opinions being heard, more access. You know what that means? That means before we had social media, before we had free markets of, of free thought, before that happened, they were controlling the narrative. They were creating a facade. We were living behind a facade. If you go all the way back to the 60s, and the person that broke that, by the way, is John F. Kennedy. He broke that. And if you remember him standing on the stage, he was a Democrat, but he said, we have some really bad people in our government. He said that. Within two weeks, he was dead. And they blamed it on Lee Harvey Oswald, who, by the way, subsequently died. They controlled the narrative and said one man was responsible for taking three shots from a building with a standard-issue rifle. And I got to tell you, it, that would be a hard shot for... A sniper today and he was not a sniper and then they, they, they made sure he died and then they made sure the guy that shot him died everything just fell in line they've been lying to Americans for decades if not the last century evil people have positioned themselves in our government and that cancer has grown as they've slowly eroded what we are as a nation and that's why when we talk about the return of a puppet master and Obama getting back into politics, it's so dangerous because he has never told us the truth either. And we explained it away. I voted for Obama the first time. Oh, some of you didn't know that. Well, you see, Obama comes in as the world is falling apart in 2008. And the whole, the whole narrative coming out of Obama is that we need to reinvent how we live life the idea of hope and change, the idea of government dependence and, and, and the average person being a, a parasite of the government. And now, as they've run us off a cliff again, and Trump was the only thing that stood in the way of restoring the damage that took place from the Bush dynasty and into the Obama dynasty. And then now, as the Biden dynasty has accelerated it to a point that shames the Bushes and the Obamas, now, who do they call back in? He's well, the fixer. But, well, he, he, he's going to fix it, all right. But let's yeah. just talk about Obama for a second. This is, I think this is important. I think we should, we should talk about this specifically. And that is, I know, I'll do the ad read in a second. Sorry. Sorry, Mr. Producer. But uh, I think that if you look at the Affordable Care Act, they, they were yesterday talking about the Affordable Care Act and, and how to make it more affordable. Well, who has it been affordable for? I mean, listen, 
if, if you can't be the arbiter of reality, if you can't be the, the absolute, if you, if, if you can't stand up and be an ambassador for truth, if you can't do that, then these guys win. Look at profits for healthcare companies over the last three years. They have nearly gone up by a thousand percent. They're making between 20 and $30 billion a quarter. Not, not, not a year, a quarter. Well, the healthcare costs that you have go through the roof. He lied about that. They lied about Benghazi. They lied. They have lied about everything. They literally have been conditioning us for truth back all the way dating back to 2008. And if you go back further than that, we had Bush. And what was Bush doing? He was lying to us. And I mean lying. Weapons of mass destruction. He sent nearly 6,000 of our soldiers to their death to fight in a, in, a, in a place for freedom. And you know what they got from it? A devalued currency. So devalued, by the way, that under Saddam Hussein, it was bad, but it became much worse. Where, where children, and, and, and listen, the military, the people in the military, have, they're told to do something. Hey, this is your target. Take the target out. But we killed women and children. We killed whole generations of people. They've been lying to us for a long time. But we now have the tools in order to uncover that. But we don't have the accountability, and they have compromised our judiciary. So when this clown, Obama, gets back into a position of power and authority because he's a part of that cabal, it weakens our ability as people to see truth because he's just going to you know, kind of glaze over it, and people are going to start believing it. Or are they? You know, interesting, when, when I was trying to find that quote from Agarwal, he is married to a, a woman who is a general partner at the capital firm Andreessen Horowitz. Now, Andreessen, Mark Andreessen, is actually an investor, or it was sought out in the Metabiota emails in Ukraine. When you look at how tight-knit this is, things pop up where it, 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 it's like breadcrumbs, looking at what a, a tight-knit little orb of of treachery to the American people exists and, and, and what people go to to be ruled by them. So, by the way, when we're talking about healthcare, <laughs> last year, last year, I spent about $19,000 on healthcare costs. That's what it cost my family, just in payments for healthcare. $19,000. $19,000, by the way, is an incredible amount of money to have to pay in the system. That's not the bad part. The bad part is, is that I couldn't get in to see a doctor. There were no appointments available to see a doctor. So I paid $19,000 for coverage not to be able to get in and see a doctor. I waited nine months. You guys saw it before I had these things on it to get those spots taken out. Nine months I waited to get spots taken off my face with the cryo thing. Nine months. So I paid $19,000 to get cryo. I'm in pretty good shape otherwise. $19,000. And that's why this sponsor makes sense. Crowd Health. Your insurance is being bought and sold to the highest bidder. Politicians, hospitals, big pharma, and health insurance companies are making huge profits <coughs> and expense at your, on your back. <coughs> Lobbyists are fighting to make sure they won't have any competition and you won't have options. 
CrowdHealth's dis disruptive technology puts your healthcare decisions back in your hands, saving you money and cutting out the middleman. It's not insurance. It's what insurance should be. So CrowdHealth isn't insurance, and so there are no deductibles, network, complicated exclusions, or copays. And you need to understand that, that most of the time, most of the time, and I think it's like one in, in 20, your healthcare insurance is going to deny your ability to get service. You have to pay for it yourself if you want it. But you can see your doctor when you want, pay the first $500, submit any bills from there. The CrowdHealth community takes care of the rest. CrowdHealth is a new way to pay for health insurance, or healthcare, sorry. No doctor's networks, no huge premiums or high deductibles. No surprises. So you pay one monthly fee. This is kind of how it works. You pay one monthly fee um, to fund your account, less than $200 a month for most people. 100% of, of your monthly contribution directly funds and reduces the healthcare costs of the community. Unlike insurance, you're not limited by doctor networks. So unlike insurance, CrowdHealth succeeds by keeping you happy, not by driving up the prices, and it helps members shop for great care at fair prices, makes the payments to doctors and members as quickly as possible, and negotiates on the community's behalf when unexpected bills arise. It totally reverses the vicious incentives that got the healthcare system in the mess in the first place. So stop paying health insurance companies your hard-earned dollars. Go to joincrowdhealth.com now and experience freedom from health insurance. Right now, you can get your first six months for just $99 per month. That's a 50% off the normal price and a lot less than the high deductible healthcare plan you currently have. Just go to joincrowdhealth.com and use promo code FREEDOM at sign up. That's joincrowdhealth.com, promo code FREEDOM. Uh, many of you are paying $1,000 or more a month, right? Imagine if you're paying $200 a month and you don't use it for a year, and then all of a sudden you have to use it and you gotta pay 500 bucks. So uh, terms and conditions do apply, and it is not a health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. <sighs> so, oh. I mean, I hate to be the, 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 the elephant in the room. But at some point, as we start walking through more of this, and there's more to go through, we should probably get back to Title 42, which we got away from there for a minute. Yeah, so... DeSantis said if, you know, if they let this repeal or expire, that he's going to take all of the immigrants that get trucked into Florida and send them to Delaware. So, A-10, Mr. Producer. But this is what they're, this is the invasion they're setting up. For people Go ahead, put it up. 18 to 45 in this country right now is fentanyl overdose. Where do you think the fentanyl is coming from? China's making it, and it ends up coming across the southern border. You look at methamphetamines. You know, they used to make this in the United States a lot. You'd see these different. But now most of it's coming across the southern border. And that is a huge, particularly on a lot of our rural communities in Florida. So it's a huge problem. And this has been a major failure. But they're getting ready to compound this in May when they revoke what's called Title 42 which is going to mean even more people are coming illegally and they're not going to be sending people back uh, at the border. And so I didn't know, I, I mean, you'd think two million people in a year. It could be much more than that. Um, and I can tell you, you know, in Florida, we're going to do all we can to protect people from this. You know, we do not uh, f facilitate anything Biden is doing. He tries to move people in. If he dumps in Florida, I have money to reroute to Delaware now, and we're going to do that.
but it's really, really problematic. And so I, um, uh, I think that it, I, I just don't know. You know, it's like the fentanyl, they don't talk about it as much in the media as other things, and so people act like it's, you know, but it's happening, and we see it, and there's been more fentanyl that's come in in the last year. You know, it could kill, it kills, it, there's enough, it's so small that you need to be fatal. What's come across the border could kill like 100 million people. I mean, it's unbelievable, and they're putting it in more and more different things now. So, you know, there's, these, there's people that will use, like, you know, some drugs that people didn't think would have this in the past, and now they're having fentanyl in there, so it's really, really dangerous for our youth as well. So uh, we're going to push back against it. We are suing Biden right now on catch and release. Uh, they're going to file another lawsuit, and uh, Florida is going to be a part of it. It's going to be led by another state, you know, uh, pushing back on what they're doing with Title 42. So we're working on all those fronts, and it's very, very important uh, that, that we do that. But it's just unfortunate that we're in this situation. And honestly, to have that be the leading cause of death for 18, even the CDC is acknowledging it's the leading cause of death for 18 to 45 in the last, like, year, year and a half. Um, you know, that's a major, major failure um, on behalf of the federal government. And so we need to do better in Florida. We are going to make A11 is, I mean, you, you say they're liars, Joe. They don't, it's so bold now that they don't even, I mean, whether it's Obama talking the way he was, they don't even care anymore because they think they've made it to the finish line. A11 is the White House actually acknowledging that there might be a small influx or issue arising from the expiration of Title 42. Even uh, the Department of Homeland or Mayorkas, whatever his role, goes on to say that, well, Title 42 was not a immigration policy. And so what we're doing is when it expires, we're readying ourselves to have sufficient uh, resources in place to handle the influx. Good play, A11. Welcome back. So the Biden administration is set to scrap the Trump era border policy, Title 42, next month. But even Democrats are warning that nixing the public health policy restricting illegal immigration will trigger a, quote, mass migration event. That's on top of the thousands of migrants already rushing over our southern border every day. Like these groups that Fox caught on camera and Eagle Pass, Texas today. Joining me now, someone who's seen the crisis firsthand, former acting ICE director and my friend Tom Holman. Tom, so uh, Kate Benningsville, who is the communications director, admitted on camera this week that it's going to cause this mass influx. So why even do it? Well, look, there's already a mass influx. I mean, who are they kidding? Since he's become president last year, we had, what, 1.9 million, which was historic high. And already this year, Lawrence, we're on a glide path right now. If you look at what we've done the first six months of this, of this new fiscal year, they're going to hit over 2 million. And that's with Title 42 in place. So it's already mass migration. But if they lift Title 42, it's going to be numbers like you've never seen before. Look, just last month, it got leaked out of Border Patrol. I saw the report. 62,000 gotaways in mm -hmm. one month. 62,000 people entered this country illegally and were not apprehended. They made it to the United States. And, and the secretary still wants to say the border's closed, the border's secure. 62,000 gotaways. So if we look at, we project the rest of the year, you're going to have over 700,000 gotaways. You're going to have well over 2 million encounters. And that's with Title 42 in place. So when they lift Title 42, right, pull it down. God help us as a nation. We have lost. The more you get into it, everywhere you look, sensibility gets ignored. It gets ignored. The truth gets ignored. So, so we talk about what, what's happening with, with 
Obama flying back in, and he gave a press release. It, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's unconscionable what's happening in our nation. And yet now they step in and they just want to finish, put the last nail in the coffin to destroy your great nation. Think about that. Well, we're out of time. Oh, I thought you were going to go for the read. No, I'm going to go for the read, but I just want to tell you we're out of, we're out no, of time. No, we are out of time. A lot more coming on, on the Obama stuff. I think you look at the reality that... Tonight will be a big show. ...that they have used. It takes two months to brainwash a person, and it's been two years of this. And now the, the PTSD that the average person has from watching all of this unfold is now it's almost like going to a carnival, right, as an adult. Oh, you remember the carnival. You remember the simple things. You remember what it used to be when things weren't as confusing. And that really, I think, for the most part, is how they're trying to sell the Obama entry into all of this is, oh, wow, something normal that we remember from the past before yeah. we had everything taken from us. Hey, listen, I, I rely on you to be the ambassadors for truth. So share it. Share our message. If you, if you like us, follow us on Rumble. You can also follow us live at conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, Cloud Hub, and Frank Speech. We've got some great announcements coming up for Frank Speech. We're going to be going live in a, uh, you know, we were just uh, asked, I talked to Mike yesterday about this, asked to take a different slot to go live on his uh, platform, on the live format. So we'll be doing that as well. Kind of a big deal. Um, but uh, if you want to hear us on the audio version, you can hear us at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Um, please go there, give us a five-star review, and um, share it with someone that needs to hear it or that would like the message. Five stars. Um, you can also uh, sign up for our newsletter and become a member. Go to conservative-daily.com and join. Become a member for $10 up to you know, becoming a founding member. You can just go there and become a member. Just buy, It's like buying us a coffee every day. Um, or at once, a, once a month. Yeah, because coffees are about $10 these days. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, I got to tell you, we are, we are in the midst of a fight. I'm always going to say get in the gap. I'm always going to tell you that, uh, that we are going to win. I, we know how it ends. God wins. But if we don't do the hard work, it makes it very difficult for him. So get in the gap, stand ready, stand shoulder to shoulder, and protect each other. That's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman. And I'm Jake Frejo. And remember, the fight to take back America is not one, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. God bless you all.